You know, one of the things the solar eclipse, remember that, reminded us is people will travel to have unique experiences, see things, and be part of events. We all saw how people congregated in areas that had the best view, the best safe view. And they all had to stay somewhere, and many used Airbnb. I want to share something with you I was once told. One of the wisest things you can do when you host an Airbnb is find events in your area and let people in that community know that your place is available for out-of-towners. Many did this with the Eclipse. You can do this as well. Your home could be an Airbnb. Seriously. It doesn't have to be your whole place. I mean, it could be. You'd be surprised what people are looking for when they travel. It's simple and it's really, really smart. You might want to think about it. You could be sitting on a whole new revenue stream. Concerts, sporting events, conferences. People are always on the move. Your home may be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.ca slash host. Meow, 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 meow. Welcome to a special edition of 32 Thoughts, the podcast presented by the all-new GMC AT4 lineup. Elliot, today, our conversation with Yuri Slavkovsky, future NHLer, uh, right now NHL prospect, and someone who, you know, playing for Slovakia was front and center at the Olympics, uh, the country picking up a bronze medal, that put smiles on everyone's face. Uh, seven goals in Beijing, top goal scorer, avoided one of the top three forwards in the tournament. He is the MVP. Your thoughts on Slavkovsky? I don't know as much about these prospects as you do generally, Jeff, but how could you not be impressed with what he did overseas? How good he looked, how calm he looked, and it was something where you could see he gained confidence. In the interview, he talks about he didn't have a lot of expectations for what he was going to do there, but the moment he really got going, you could see it just took off. Yeah, He looked fantastic. And you know that there were teams looking at this, just drooling at the idea that he could be with them next year. You know, a lot of things you look for in prospects too. You look for how they play with their club teams. You look at how they play, you know, with their peer group as well. And then you always have to have a look at how they play when it seems as if they're in a situation where, uh-oh, they might be punching above their weight here. But I don't know that at any point in that tournament, um, watching him, you said, you know what, he can't hang here or he's punching above his weight. He really needs to be down a level. Like to your point, he really excelled and that must have made his head coach, Craig Ramsey, really happy. And it certainly made everybody back home in Slovakia thrilled and i i just hope that we're seeing the beginning of the rise of slovakia as a hockey power and the rise of the slovak hockey player i've talked to you about marian hosa and how much i i think you feel the same way about hosa i don't know that i've ever seen a player receive a pass better than marian hosa peter stastny is one of my favorite players uh, of all time you've talked so much about how much you love Zdeno Chara. I just really hope that he's part of a new wave of athletes from Slovakia that lead the charge in the NHL. I'm just crossing my fingers for each. Well, the thing that I like as a hockey fan, Jeff, is I want hockey to grow. I want hockey to be strong. I want hockey to be as exposed to as many people as it possibly can be exposed to. And 
When I look at a player like him, I see a guy who can bring in a next wave of Slovak hockey talent. I think you're the first one who mentioned it in the interview about how there was fear and concern about the future of Slovakian hockey. Big time. And maybe he's part of a new wave that brings it back. So I like that. I really love that. I mean, I think we all want NHLers to be at the Olympics because it's the best on the best, right? But what happened in Germany in 2018 was good for hockey. What happened with Slovakia this year and Finland yeah. is good for hockey. And that doesn't happen if the best players are there. It's the same old teams, right? Mm-hmm. So the quality of the tournament maybe wasn't as good, but the result was helpful. I'm trying to be as positive as I can. And the most positive way I can be is say, that's a result that Slovakia needed. And that's good for the sport. Let's get right to the interview, Fridge. Yuri Slavkovsky. Slovakian bronze medalist, future NHLer on 32 Thoughts, the podcast. You know, one of the things the solar eclipse, remember that, reminded us is people will travel to have unique experiences, see things and be part of events. We all saw how people congregated in areas that had the best view the best safe view and they all had to stay somewhere and many used airbnb i want to share something with you i was once told one of the wisest things you can do when you host an airbnb is find events in your area and let people in that community know that your place is available for out-of-towners many did this with the eclipse you can do this as well your home could be an airbnb seriously it doesn't have to be your whole place i mean it could be You'd be surprised what people are looking for when they travel. It's simple and it's really, really smart. You might want to think about it. You could be sitting on a whole new revenue stream. Concerts, sporting events, conferences. People are always on the move. Your home may be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.ca slash host. Elliot, he is a... Olympic star. He is a prospect star. And as we'll get into as well, he's a social media star. More on that in a couple of moments. Yuri, how are you today? Thanks so much for joining us and congratulations on a, on a wonderful achievement in Beijing. How are you today? Yeah, thank you very much for inviting. And yeah, I'm feeling good. Finally, after all celebrations and everything, back to training and <laughs> to play. What was it like coming back? I mean, we saw all the videos and we're following along on social media. We all fell in love with Miro Shatan's um, social media. What was it like when you got back home? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, people were in front of hotel and on the streets. And even they came to the airport to Vienna because, like, we didn't fly to Slovakia, but to Austria. So they were already there and they were cheering and it was just very nice and I, I enjoyed a lot. Who did you get texts from? I'm sure you must have had texts or phone calls or social media notes from some pretty famous people. Who got in touch with you? So like uh, Marian Gaborik and Marian Hossa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then some Slovak singers and rappers and all of these guys. <laughs> So uh, on this list of people, who would be the coolest person for you when you looked at your phone and said, holy cow, I can't believe I just got a text from this person. 
Who was it? Uh, of course, there were like big names, but I would say like one one woman. She's doing like uh, news at seven on the TV, mm-hmm. and she t- texted me that congrats and thank you. Uh, I was like pretty surprised when when I saw that. <laughs> and what what's her name? <laughs> Zlatica Pushkarova, but you won't know that. But hey, listen, if it's a big deal for you, it's a big deal. Um, how was the Olympic experience for you? Because, yeah. listen, anyone who follows prospects and the draft knows your name and has followed you for a while. But this was the big international stage for you. Casual hockey fans from all over the world now know your name, uh, now know what you're all about. What was the experience like for you? Take us through the tournament. Oh, so, I mean, first when we got there, I got, like, I was in a little bit different role. I was playing, like, in forward line and a little bit more of defending. But then I somehow managed to score a couple goals in first game. And then I, like, gained my confidence and everything. So, like, I would say my confidence was growing through the whole Olympics. And it's just unbelievable. I, I didn't know that this can happen when when you are seventeen, so it's even nicer. <laughs> what did you like? What did you expect going in, Yuraj? Like, you know, what would you have been happy with before the tournament started? Of course, like as a team, we wanted to go like step by step. Like first two games weren't that good, so then we wanted to just win as many games as we can, and then I think quarterfinals was our first goal to get in there. Mm-hmm. I think that that was our first goal that get to quarterfinals. And for me personal, I would say like I maybe score once, get some assists, and <laughs> yeah, that I would be like very okay with that. But then this happened. When did you first start to feel? You know what? I feel really good here. I think I can really have a great tournament. When did that first start getting into your head? In the second game, when I scored like. 50 seconds to go I scored the goal just like I touched the puck and then shoot it and I was like okay maybe now when I shoot from wherever I want maybe it can go in so (laughs) then I was like okay I will try that (laughs) and I will try to score as many I can seven goals is impressive um but also you know top goal scorer you know, also getting voted one of the top three forwards at the Olympics as well. Like there's a, like there's a, there's a team achievement and the medal that you'll have forever is a huge team achievement. And, you know, many people are looking at this and saying, this is the rebirth of Slovakian hockey, but some individual, you know, achievements as well. I know you might want to say, oh, it's all about the team and it's all about the team, but one of the top forwards as voted uh, in the tournament, seven goals as well, top goal scorer. Like of all the individual things, what do you look at and maybe say, Either I'm surprised I did that or I'm really proud that I did that. What stands out from an individual point of view for you? No, I was very surprised when, because actually I was watching the hockey and after like final game and after the game, they call my name as the uh, the MVP. So I was like, wow, yeah. I didn't expect that happening. <laughs> like when we look on individual achievements, I think that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. for me. Like to be that MVP of the tournament, the shootout against the Americans. What's it like to be in that moment? What are you thinking? What are your teammates thinking as all of that is going on? I think it's just like all or nothing. You either win or go home. So like, there. I think there is nothing to lose at this moment, and 
like we had the great goalie so we knew that we can really do something on that shootouts and Peter Cehlarik scored that goal and here's Solarik down the right side cuts back scores advantage Slovakia and finally a goal in the shootout as Petr Solarik will tuck it into the roof of the net behind Strauss man incredible work there finally and this is a, a goal scorer's goal our goalie managed to save and that was just also like one of the greatest moments the captain now the pressure all on needs to score Mealy, Mealy stopped they're going through they're off to the semi-finals Slovakia win Slovakia win magnificent scenes they will rush to their goalkeeper Patrick Rebar who was magnificent in the shootout There's, there was a story that you told Shalarik that he was going to score is that true before he went on the ice, I like grabbed him around the neck and I told him, "Hey, now you are going to score. I believe in you." And then he <laughs> scored, so I was I was very happy. Now, did you really believe he was going to score, or were you just telling him he was going to score? Yeah, I really believed because at the warm-ups he was telling me I go backhand and forehand somewhere around the blocker, and he told me that he's going to do the same. So I was like, "Yeah." You are scoring with that one. So he co- he copied your move is what, it was what happened. No, 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 no. Like, he did that already at the warm-ups. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, I thought maybe he saw you do it, and no. he said, I'm going to steal that one. Oh, okay. I went after him, and I didn't score, so, yeah. <laughs> the war- on the warm-up, so... <laughs> You talked about the celebration and the parade with the with the open bus, like with your teammates or with the staff or the trainers or just the the Slovakian hockey group. What was the most special moment about the Olympics? Most special moment for me was probably in that game in the against USA when we scored like fifty seconds to go. I would say that was the best. I was celebrating like. Wow, that that was the humble, <laughs> like the best moment for me away from the medal and everything. Mm-hmm. That one, that celebration on the ice and on the bench. Blocked away by Strausman on the big shot. Tchaikovsky with the shot. Rivik is there. They flip it home. They've tied it. They've tied it. Forty-three point seven seconds remaining with the goalie pulled. Strausman couldn't track it down. The captain was on the back post. Craig Ramsey delighted with that as Revik will slot it home. 2-2 hockey game at National Indoor Stadium. See, the, the thing that Jeff talked about before was how Slovak hockey needed this. Yep. And, you know, Juraj, you're young. You're 17 years old. You, This is a, a, an incredible thing for you. I'm wondering about what you saw from the veterans, the older players who've been around the last few years as Slovakia wasn't doing as well, what this meant for them and how they celebrated it and what you saw from them. Oh, I was actually very surprised, actually, our captain, Marek Rivik. I thought, like, he's not going to celebrate, like, that much, but I think he was the first one who jumped on the ice and started throwing his gloves to the air and everything. So (laughs) I was very surprised about the all the guys how like they were celebrating because I thought like when you get older it's like you celebrate but not that much but I was also like surprised (laughs) and happy that they are also like 
enjoying the moment that much. Everybody fell in love with Miroslav Shatan and his uh, his social media, and we followed all the great videos. And there's that one, I'm sure you've seen it, that one video after you guys win, and it's it's at the uh, at the rink with a bunch of kids at practice, and they're all gathered around looking at this tiny phone to watch you guys, and you win, and the kids go absolutely berserk. That has a huge effect on your country. That has a huge effect on hockey in your country. I'm sure you've seen it. What did you think of that one Miro Shatan video, which went all over the world and we all loved it? Yeah, like you said before, like Slovakia needed this one. It's also good for the young guys like which are thinking that maybe I, I should go play hockey. Mm. Then they think of that, like they can celebrate like this and they can achieve something. So I think it will help Slovakia to, mm-hmm. to get some more kids to play hockey. And that's, I think, important thing when we want to have successful national team. I think it's great. Like I, I can recall one of my earliest hockey memories um, was the Canada Cup 1976. This is from about a million years before you were born. <laughs> and I remember my dad te- my dad telling me about Peter Stastny because uh, I was all excited about Team Canada was going to have this great team. It's going to be awesome. He said, wait till you see Peter Stastny. And then, you know, the the era that I was, you know, a kid and watching hockey, you know, the, the, the Stastny brothers were outstanding. I, Peter Stastny is still one of the, for my money, one of the best hockey players I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Who were some of the, you know, maybe you already mentioned it, and, you know, Marion Hossa or Marion Gabrick, who are some of the Slovak players that you looked up to? The Stastny's are well before your time, but who is your generation of favorite Slovak players? Of course, like when I was starting, there was Marian Hossa, Marian Gaborik and others and like Pavel Demitra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, like I really liked to watch Marian Hossa when I was young. I think he was very good right wing and I tried to copy his game all the time on the trainings and everything. So I, I think he was the guy I looked up to. Like you said, you got a text from Hosa. Have you met any of these guys? Like I met them when I was younger, mm-hmm. but like they didn't know about me. So, but these days I didn't meet any of them. Were you a Chara? Are you a Chara fan at all? Yeah, of course. Just a great <laughs> Slovak yeah. player. Yeah, but it's hard to meet him. He's still out there and playing in NHL. So <laughs> he's going to play forever. You'll play against them one day. You'll play against them one day. He's going to play forever. <laughs> yeah, you'll play against them one day. Yeah. Out of curiosity, where do you keep your medal? Uh, actually, it's in in my home back in Slovakia, and we got like little box for that, and I have it. I think it's right next to my TV, so always when I look that way, I I can see the medal also. What did your parents say to you after it was all over? They were also happy, but then they also were like, "You just need to still keep working and stay on the ground, and just like before." This medal can change me, and that's what they were like repeating to me. Don't get a big head, right? Like, don't get a big head. That's what they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> Parents, when you got back to Finland, what did your teammates say to you? What did Turku say to you? Yeah, they were like laughing so hard because they didn't believe that Slovakia can win any medal. And yeah, like I text one like day before the, our first game with my teammate and I told him that we had a little bet if I score and he was like no you are not going to score and things like that and then I scored against Finland so yeah we were laughing on that and together with the old locker room and 
also like coaches congrats me and all that things i hope you cashed in big yeah. I hope you cast <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You know, th- it really does feel right now like this is, uh, and maybe rebirth is too strong, but it feels like there's a, a real new wave uh, of high-end uh, Slovak hockey players. Uh, you're going to be a really high first-round pick. Simon Nemec is going to be a first-round pick. Delabar Dvorsky next year is going to be a high pick. Like, do you get that sense right now that this is, like, we're about to see, fingers crossed, we're going to see the rise of Slovak hockey once again? I really hope that it's like that rebirth, but it's hard to say because it has to be like every year and not just like now, like it's two years. I hope there is also like younger players that that will be like drafted high or or even drafted and that we get more and more players on the eyes of the scouts and everyone in America because that would be like great for Slovak hockey to, mm-hmm. to have some like more medals or more success. I just wanted to ask you about this year because as Jeff mentioned you're going to be a very high draft pick what's this year been like for you in terms of attention Urage? like I think a lot of hockey fans who are really into the draft they knew who you were but now even more fans who are just generally into hockey you know just here and there NHL they really know who you are now mm-hmm. you know what's this year been like in terms of getting ready for the draft and all of the attention and everything that comes with it I would say like the start uh, wasn't the best for me. I didn't manage to score that many or create some points, but I would say I was working still hard and just hoping that one day when it will all break and I will score some and I will play my very best game. And I think like it it happened at the Olympics and I hope I will continue also in in the league until the rest of the season I will go just up. That's a tough league, man. You're playing against men. Like, that is a tough, tough league. How have you found it? Yeah, it's tough. And even we are defending really hard and it's hard to, like, create something. But I have choose this way three years ago and I'm still here. And it's good that I, can, that I like, play against the men's. And I just hope the results will come and that they are better and better. You know, you have um, 127,000 Instagram followers uh, right now. You put up a lot of hockey stuff, a lot of workout stuff. That's the obvious thing. How important is that to you, keeping a big social media presence? Because, listen, I think it's a great thing. Like, once upon a time in hockey, that would be considered a distraction. Don't do that. Just focus on hockey. The new generation of hockey players says, yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm going to have my own brand on social media. I'm going to be myself on social media. I'm going to control what my you know image and likeness and, and how I behave. And I'm going to, I'm going to control um, a lot more things about myself through social media. What does things like Instagram mean to you? How important is it? I don't think that's like the important thing in the life. But of course, it's like maybe helpful to like to show and like that people will know me a be- little bit better. But yep. it's not that important. Like I would live normal life also without Instagram and all the other things. But it's just good that I can share. And as you can see, I, I don't share that many things. Most of the things are just hockey or some workout. And Yeah. But maybe in future I will 
I will share some sponsorships or something, but of course it can like also help me a little bit in everything. But like I said, it's not the most important thing in the life and it's just something that sure just nice and I would live without that normally. Who do you like to follow on Instagram? Who I follow? Yeah, who do you like? Uh, I like <laughs> Austin Matthews. Like he's... <laughs> Everything, his style of the eyes and on the eyes and what he's posting and everything. But yeah, of course, like a lot of NHL teams, NHL players and then just my friends and like nothing special. So who's your favorite NHL team? Yeah, it's, uh, now it's uh, Toronto, my police. Mm. So I don't know if they're going to be able to pick high enough to get you. No. That's that's the only problem. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. So you said now it's the Maple Leafs. Who was it before and why did you switch? Before it was Chicago Blackhawks when Marian Hossa and Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, all, all these guys. But then when also Matthews came to NHL, I, I really liked him. And then I made a little switch to Toronto, to Canada. did you did did that happen did you watch Matthews when he played in Switzerland or was it when he got to the Leafs I watched him a little bit when he was in a Swiss league like because I heard that he's like high peak maybe he's going first overall and everything so I watched him a little bit before but of course when he came to NHL then I followed him more and more okay so I got a couple more for you first of all I understand you have a sister who's a swimmer do you say to your sister I have one Olympic medal. Now it's your time to catch up to me. No, she tells me that. She always <laughs> grabs the medal and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get one also. Just wait. And I think it's I think it's like good motivation for her. And that's important thing. What's her name? Lucia. Lucia. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on Lucia's future Olympic medal. Yeah. The second thing I heard is, I heard your house is a little bit of a zoo, that you have two dogs and two cats. Yeah. Are they yours or the family's? Oh, no, uh, my mother likes to just come home and bring some cat and then come <laughs> home in two weeks and bring another cat. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's a little zoo, but I, I like all the dogs and cats we have. But I think it's enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> now Jeff is a bit is a dog guy. Jeff loves yeah. dogs. What kinds of dogs do you have? Big dog guy here. I don't really know in English, but one is really small one. Like we got him from the street, so it's some something together. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Other one is the Ridgeback. Maybe you know. Oh yeah. Like it's yep. On his on a back. Are you in charge of any of them? Like, do you have to take care of any of them, or does your mom do all that? Luckily, I don't have to. <laughs> but of course, sometimes I go for a walk with them or something. But yeah. mom cans or or that. You mentioned you love Hosa and you love Matthews. I also heard you love LeBron James. Like you're a big LeBron James guy. What is it about him that you like? I like Lakers and mm. like he's the big star in the Lakers, and I just like him as a as a player. And I hope that this year NBA is going back to Lakers. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're really struggling right now, Yuraj. It doesn't look yeah, good. I know. Too many good players in one place. <laughs> and just a couple more for you. First of all, have you heard at all this year 
Like, have you paid attention to the draft rankings at all this year? Do you ever look at rankings and say, oh, this person has me ranked here, or this person has me ranked there, or I think this team is really interested in me? Like, of course, I look on the rankings and everything, but I don't take it like that because I, in the past, I saw, like, many rankings and there was many guys who were, like, ranked not so high and they end up pretty high. And about the clubs, mm, I don't think so yet. I haven't been in touch with so many teams. I think it's, like, coming by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. At the end, I think it's just a lottery, so whoever can beat me. Do any of your teammates ever show you the rankings? You'll show up to the rink in the morning and it's like, hey, check it out. This guy has you number three. Hey, look at this. This guy's got you number two. Any of your teammates ever do that? Yeah, one one of my teammates <laughs> is from Canada. And yeah, he told me about the Craig Buttons yep. ranking once in the morning. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm going to call Craig and I'm going to say, he's on your bleep list. I'm going to say that to him. <laughs> Is that Rodewald or Deschenio who did that? No, it's Steenbergen. Tyler Steenbergen. Okay, there he yeah. is. Okay, yes. Old Swift Crown yeah, Bronco. Okay. So he's like the he's like a little bleep disturber. He brings you the paper and says, Hey, this is where you are. Yeah, like it happened a couple of times, but <laughs> uh, when he's listening, so I hope he's not mad. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he won't be. He'll laugh. Yeah. And the last one I have for you is your coach at the Olympics, Craig Ramsey. He's been around the NHL for a long, long time. Like, did he say anything to you about, hey, you're going to have a long career and this is what you need to know or this is what you have to be prepared for when you get there? Actually, not much about that, but I have been with him like for a couple of tournaments and he was always just, either I wasn't scoring and he was telling me that I'm shooter all the time on the training. He was like calling me shooter and that I can score one day. And of course, that after the bronze medal game, he told me that whenever I need something, I can ask him and I can call him and ask for something. So he's really nice guy. That's fantastic. Listen, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for taking time. Congratulations once again uh, on the Olympic medal. Looks great on you. Looks great on your country, on your country's hockey program. Uh, very much look forward to seeing you in the NHL, as I'm sure you're looking forward to playing there. Thanks so much for taking time today. Thank you very much. Before we get back to our regular programming, we need to... Talk about our partner, Montana's Barbecue and Bar. Taco about really? That's right. With $5 tacos available every Tuesday, satisfy any taco craving when you try their seasoned grilled chicken, Mexi spiced beef, Kapow shrimp, or mixed veggie options. Mix and match to try them all or add one to the side of your favorite Montana's item. $5 tacos at Montana's Barbecue and Bar every Tuesday. Some conditions apply. Visit montanas.ca for details. You know, one of the things the solar eclipse, remember that, reminded us is people will travel to have unique experiences, see things, and be part of events. We all saw how people congregated in areas that had the best view, the best safe view. And they all had to stay somewhere, and many used Airbnb. I want to share something with you I was once told. One of the wisest things you can do when you host an Airbnb is find events in your area and let people in that community know that your place is available for out-of-towners. Many did this with the Eclipse. You can do this as well. 
your home could be an Airbnb. Seriously, it doesn't have to be your whole place. I mean, it could be. You'd be surprised what people are looking for when they travel. It's simple and it's really, really smart. You might want to think about it. You could be sitting on a whole new revenue stream. Concerts, sporting events, conferences. People are always on the move. Your home may be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.ca slash host. I really hope you enjoyed that interview. I know Elliot and I certainly did. And Elliot, you know our producer, Amal Dalic, you know what part he's going to take away the most? The dog talk. <laughs> there are a few things I think that Amal likes more than dog talk. So I'm really glad that uh, uh, that Uri was able to uh, to talk about dogs uh, as much as he did. I like the part with his sister too about uh, yeah about the metal. <laughs> I, I like that. I thought that was really good. Follow the career. Follow the career. Uh, taking us out, a musical collective that was formed online during the pandemic. Bliss is a multinational group with a broad collection of musical skills and a sound that draws on emotion and ambition. Here's Bliss. Now that's spelled eight L I S five. Bliss with their first single, Faded Wisdom, on 32 Thoughts, the podcast. Melancholy feelings All but forgotten Discovering You know, one of the things the solar eclipse, remember that, reminded us is people will travel to have unique experiences, see things, and be part of events. We all saw how people congregated in areas that had the best view, the best safe view. And they all had to stay somewhere, and many used Airbnb. I want to share something with you I was once told. One of the wisest things you can do when you host an Airbnb is find events in your area and let people in that community know that your place is available for out-of-towners. Many did this with the Eclipse. You can do this as well. Your home could be an Airbnb. Seriously, it doesn't have to be your whole place. I mean, it could be. You'd be surprised what people are looking for when they travel. It's simple and it's really, really smart. You might want to think about it. You could be sitting on a whole new revenue stream. Concerts, sporting events, conferences, People are always on the move. Your home may be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.ca slash host.